0: what's up wrestling fans welcome to episode number 444 look at that triple digits of the smart cut moment smack talk podcast hot tags of the week where we'll be breaking down some of the current events rumors news gossip and everything else that has gone down in the world of professional wrestling in the past few days i'm your host as always tony mango and joining me as always is robert defelice hey hey tony how are we doing tonight uh, not too bad, not too bad. Things could be better. Things could be worse. How about you?
1: Um, I would say that the same. Things could be better. Things could be worse. But you know, we're here. We're together. And we're just two happy little accidents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're two happy little accidents, as Bob Ross would say. <laughs> not happy little trees. Not no mistakes. or whatever like that. Just happy little accidents. Uh, something, something. A mango tree. Blah blah blah. How's everybody else doing uh, out there? Drop a comment below. Tell us what's on your mind. Tell us uh, your thoughts on what we say is on our minds. And if you are on a platform that you can't tell us that kind of stuff, then take a, like a can and another can and put like a string between it. And sometimes that's apparently supposed to work, at least back in the old days. But nowadays... You can at least just hop on over to the YouTube channel and while you're there why don't you uh, just hit that like button on the video why don't you subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that already and ring that little notification bell and then after that or before that you don't have to do it in any particular order it's not like it's like you know, diffusing a bomb or something uh, drop a comment tell us your thoughts all that stuff and all the stuff that we're gonna be talking about here we got a couple of different hot tags one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve something like that so plenty of things to different talk about to different talk about. Plenty of different things to talk about. Those Happy are words. Heavy accident, accidents. All these trees in my mouth. I didn't even have any broccoli earlier. So, <laughs> uh it's uh ten fifty p.m. A long day here and there. It's, it's been
1: a long week. It's been a long month. Yeah. It's only the fifth day.
0: Twenty twenty is a long time. Twenty twenty is like that's how many months are in twenty uh, twenty two thousand and twenty. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Let's start off with a hot tag that we normally do that I can't really do this week, which is let's talk about what they added to the WWE Network, which was break it down R-Truth and uh, the Sting, the Lost Tapes, is that what it was, or the Lost Match, or I don't even have it written down, actually. It just says Sting thing. It's the Lost Tape. The Lost Tape. So I I didn't watch either of these. You had a chance to watch the Sting one, not the R-Truth one, right? Correct. I'm just assuming the blah, 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 words. I'm assuming that the R-Truth one is basically the same as the other ones where it's just sort of, yeah, I had this part of my career and this happened and whatever. It's like fifteen minutes, so I'll watch it at some point. See it or skip it, depending on whether or not you're really super into an extra little bit of R-Truth. But what about the Sting thing? Sting in the thing.
1: So the last tape of Sting was like this follow they were following him at Slambury ninety-five He's going to do a light-out match with Big Bubble Rogers, who's the big boss man. And they're just following him, you know. They're interviewing people candidly. Hey, what do you think about Sting? You know, Brian Pillman gives his thoughts. He's uh, like, oh, my know, favorite
0: Sting... song is uh, Desert Rose.
1: <laughs> well, it would be fantastic if they did. Um, <laughs> Brian Pillman's like, hey, you know, I, I really enjoy Sting. He's always there to talk to you, whether it's a personal problem or a professional problem. Um, Macho Man's like, yeah, uh, I owe him money and I'm never gonna pay him. And <laughs> you know, you know what? I'm never gonna pay. Him. And then Sting shows up and he's like, "I'm gonna pay you back as soon as I can." <laughs> <laughs> um, then Buff Bagwell, which was for whatever stupid reason the candid takeaway moment for me, Buff Bagwell's like, "Oh, hey Sting, how's it going?" And Sting goes, "Oh, th- th- this is a shoot. We're not working here. This is just a shoot. They're just following me around." And he's like, oh, I'm just here to support you because you supported me my whole career. And he's like, no, this is a shoot. You don't have to do that. You, you can just say whatever you want. And he's like, no, I, I love you. You supported me when I was a rookie. So they just move on from Bagwell. And then you see Sting, um, he, he kind of talks about how, you know, you got to train hard and got to have the right diet. And it's not always easy being on the road. Standard wrestler talk. Uh, I love little stingers when they paint their face. You see Sting painting his face. He does the orange and blue. He's like, I like these colors, and I think I'm going to stick with these colors for a while because people really respond to these colors. And then he has a match with the boss man, and he wins, and that's like a 30-minute little thing. It's just a match with some backstage
0: antics. That seems pretty pointless. Uh, watch unless you're like really into that, era or really into sting, or something. I
1: uh, and I'm into both. And it still for me it was just like, did this really need to be a thing? Is there more? Is there more backstage stuff at WCW? Because that is the kind of shit we don't see. We don't see backstage at WCW.
0: Yeah, and but I'd we're... love to see some backstage stuff. I'd love to see like Kevin Nash in a booking meeting, or yeah. You know, when they're going, like, waiting for Hogan to come out to do the heel turn, and he's backstage or something. But not just sort of, like, here's Sting walking around, getting ready to film what their equivalent of a WWE Fallout video of a Raw YouTube channel thing would be.
1: Now, granted, like, in 1995, as, like, an add-on to the Slammery VHS, that's probably super cool. Because you never saw that kind of stuff. But it's 2020... And we see so much more. So I would say skip it unless you're like, really like I have to watch everything Sting's ever done in my life.
0: Yeah. If you're out there and you're just kind of like, Sting, Sting, then like, you know, go for it. Otherwise I, I'm not going to bother with that one. That sounds kind of uh, like a little bit of a waste of time. I think I'd even rather watch something where it was like Sting, the lost tapes. And he's just like, they're filming him and he's like, Hey, I found these tapes. <laughs> just sort of like, <laughs> I lost a bunch of tapes. and found them. That's pretty neat. This one's got this on it. This one's got that on it. It's a, it's a good day. Like, you know. like a one minute video of him just being like, I just, you know, I'm in the middle of quarantine. I found a couple of old boxes. I found some old tapes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now I'm trying to think of something with the Lost World Jurassic Park, like the Lost Tape Sting Park or something like that. I don't know. If you have any ideas of some kind of a joke Scorpion. to go in that direction, Scorpion Death Park. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they spare no expense, I'm sure. Uh Ethan, drop a comment below. Tell us <laughs> you're usually good with following up the things that I'm not sure about. Uh, well that's WWE network stuff, but it's not the only thing we have to talk about with the WWE network. They have changed two things about the network itself this week. One of them is that they have launched what they're calling their free tier. And with that is the return of Raw Talk. And by doing that, it seems they're also removing that promotion that they've been going on for, I think since the very beginning of it, at the very least pretty close to the beginning of it, which was your first month is free.
1: So they didn't do that from the beginning of it. So I recently discovered that I might be the only person that I know who's been paying $9.99 since February 24th, uh, 2014. Because initially, it was sign up and you're locked in for six months. Mm. And then they started doing like, we'll give you
0: three months free. And I remember that. Free- That's true.
1: And then they did, um, oh, your first month is free. And they've been doing that, I want to say, since, like, WrestleMania 31.
0: It was at least very early on. It might not quite have been around that time. It might have been, like, some random thing. Like, it might have been even, like, Survivor Series or something like that. Like, you know, they whatever it was, though, it's been going on for years. So it's not like it's, like, something that they instituted last year and they're getting rid of it. It's just kind of the norm for a while.
1: You know, I... I'm going to be honest with you here, Tony. Good for them. I don't understand how the fuck they let that go for years.
0: Yeah, you know, I kind of don't get it either because I think at this point, after a couple of years, if you were interested in buying the WWE Network and you needed that free month, I mean, you would have done it by now.
1: So, in response to this, they've introduced a free tier. And there's no separation. And this is something I don't like. I I uh, I used a disposable email to sign up and check out the free tier. And, first of all, they don't separate and tell you, okay, you're a free member, so here's what you have access to. It's just like random events will not have the lock on it. So I figured this out. It's the most recent ten episodes of Raw and SmackDown available on the network. The most recent four episodes? Of NXT, which is odd. That's weird. Because NXT used to be the hook for the network. And now there's actually more. Episodes of on Smackdown available for free. But you could argue. Because NXT is a newer property. On USA. Or whatever, I don't know. You have a year's worth of takeovers. Like the, the previous year. And you have. Wrestlemania's 31 through 35. Those were the key components that I could see that were available for free outside of like, you know, Raw Talk, The Bump, which is free on YouTube anyway. Right. Uh, So
0: that doesn't serve a purpose.
1: uh, The Monday Night War documentary, which is fine because even when it was first released, it was kind of outdated. But they have stuff like that. I'm surprised they don't have like here. You have the whole Attitude Era Raw. For free like get something that would really drive subscriber numbers you know because maybe there is somebody out there who would say yeah I'll subscribe for like all the 99 Raws for free that'd be cool I remember being a kid or maybe but, even
0: just some of the older stuff that really probably at this point nobody's checking out like WWE Countdown that
1: probably is free I don't even know Might be. I haven't thought about Countdown in years
0: yeah, so, it was a fine enough show for what it was, but I don't know they, they didn't just stopped doing it. Yeah, they did well, that with a lot it's of those one of those.
1: It's one of those series of shows. Now, if you remember, sorry for the deep dive, everybody, but the network was announced going in, coming out of WrestleMania 27 and going into the year 2012. So um, the WrestleMania Rewind show The Monday Night War show and Countdown, they were all like two years old by the time we got the network anyway. Yeah. So I guess they just decided we won't do any more Countdowns. We won't do any more Wrestling Rewinds, which I think is a mistake because those were actually good things that I think more wrestling fans would want to see.
0: They had to have been easy to produce too, not really costly, because it's really just people sitting down talking about things and then having clips. Yeah, they do and, that with a lot of their crap anyway. And I
1: thought I thought that was a much better format. Now, I want to talk to you about who you think is going to even take advantage of this free network. I have a theory, and I can't take full credit for it. I was on a stream with Sean Rossap. And he said, the idea of the casual fan is a myth. And it opened my eyes because I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Anybody who is a fan to a certain degree is going to follow up in some way, except children. Children are the only Hmm. fans I can think of who might only watch Raw and not follow through via social media because they don't have it. Or might, you know, only watch on YouTube. And they're the only fans I can think of who would take advantage of a free network subscription because they can say, Mom, Dad, you don't even have to pay for this. And then that's how you hook, you know, you've made a lifelong fan. Because that's the only casual fan I can think of, because any reasonable adult not named Tony Mango <laughs> would just pay the nine ninety nine if you're really that big of a wrestling fan.
0: The thing is though like the casual fan thing is weird, like is it casual when it comes to like somebody who just kind of like flips on the t v every once in a while watches raw, or is it like? the fan who used to be a fan who doesn't want to check up on it as much anymore and wouldn't invest. Cause I know plenty of people that are like that and they're Laps now casual fans. 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 Yeah. It's, that's a difference. If you want to clarify like casual versus lapsed, then yeah, plenty of lapsed fans more than the casuals. Cause the casuals really, I don't think I know anybody. Because again, the idea of it is silly.
1: Who do you know that is a grown ass adult? That is like, oh, I started watching wrestling when I was 30, and I kind of put it on every now and again. No, the only people you ever hear say, oh, wrestling, I don't look at that as much, are people who looked at it when they were kids, and now just, I'll watch it occasionally because it reminds me of when I was a kid. Right. It The focus should be on the children.
0: Or the people who follow the things. like I know plenty of people who read my site or other sites, but don't watch the shows. Because they want to know what's been going on, but they're like, I can't sit there and watch this crap. So it's just sort of a matter of like, oh, okay, so apparently this guy's a champion right now. Pff, awful. Like that kind of thing.
1: But in my, um, this is just my opinion. If you're that, even at that level, that means there's probably something on the network that you connect enough with that you might go up oh, pay the 999 this month just to watch mm-hmm. the final four
0: or the pay-per-view that that's happening that month or right. You know.
1: I'm just saying, I don't know anybody who's like, I'm a casual fan of wrestling. I put on wrong. Yeah. Like, I don't know who, who, who is that? Please tell me.
0: I don't think You're that there's there. casual fans you? of most things like that anymore at all because, because everything is so niche everything's niche. Everything's like continuity based, like a show that for instance, like Caroline and I am, are watching and you are watching, which is Ozark. Ozark. Like that show. I didn't know even existed until, I don't know, however many months ago. And we've been, you know, watching it from episode one and, you know, it was like, okay, cool. Like I'm digging this and whatever. We start watching it. We're getting through. We're on like season two, something or other, but at this point, and I don't think you can casually be like, yeah, I think i watch like season three, episode two. Like, that's not like that type of show. It's not like, uh, I don't know, Bonanza or something like that from back in the day, like where people didn't really have to follow what was going on. It was a different, even, like, but even
1: then you might've had to follow, it was on with Bonanza.
0: You might've, I'm yeah. not really sure I didn't watch Bonanza, but you know, like, 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 but, you, know you can kind even, of be even like a casual fan of like law and order, for instance. Because if you just watch an episode yeah, here and there, they like they're all the same. Like they, you know, they follow the same kind of patterns. It's not like the continuity is really the same as watching something like Westworld, where you're like, oh my god, I paid attention to every single thing, and now I have to watch them explain it in a documentary <laughs> after every episode. Like WWE is another thing like that. Like you can be more of a casual fan of baseball or football or something like that, where you watch a game every once in a while because there's no continuity behind it. With WWE, it's not just the wrestling matches. It's the storylines and it's the feuds. And if you tuned into like, SmackDown tonight, you'd be like, why are these two guys hanging out in a van tormenting this giant? And it's not the same as, like, baseball, where you go, like, oh, okay, so the Mets are winning this and the Phillies are doing this. And, you know, uh, the, the Rockies the have that kind of thing. Like, it's it's easy to do that. You can't really just pop in with wrestling and understand what the hell you're watching.
1: The only... Wrestling show, ironically, I would argue, can do that with is
0: 205 Live. Uh, yeah, that's just because it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, 205 Live, you'd be like, oh, two guys and then two other guys. They have a match and that's the end of it. That's but what it is every week. Apparently, this week it was Tahuti Miles against Odie Lorcan. Fucking and, uh,
1: Miles, man. I mean, he, really. he got a
0: win last week. He lost this week. Odie Lorcan won. And uh, Isaiah Swear Scott against Gentleman Jack Alher, and then it's like Tony Nese comes out and attacks uh, Scott because of whatever, like you know, reasons. And then they just—that's the end of the show. Basically, it's you know, so you can watch that casually, but then you have to subscribe to the network to watch that. So you're not going to be a casual fan because at that point you're paying ten bucks a month to watch the show that you don't need an investment in, you know. You know, it's just like I, again
1: I will never ever understand this idea of, well they gotta break in the casual fans cause they don't exist
0: Yeah, the casual fans are the kids that drag the parents in and the casual fans that are kids become bigger fans or don't So it's okay. like, you can't be a casual fan for long
1: I, but, but I, I don't Very well said
0: I don't dig the free tier in some ways. I think it's good in some other ways to me. If I were on the fence about it, like if I were quote unquote, a casual fan that wouldn't entice me. I wouldn't look at that and say, Oh, I can watch the last couple of episodes of these types of shows and like five WrestleManias. Okay. I'll, I'll do that. Nor would raw talk. I didn't even bother watching raw talk. Did you?
1: Uh, Yes, I did because it is my job to report on nonsensical things like, hey, we've announced a decathlon for next week. Is that a thing? Yeah. Uh, street profits and
0: at least it's Binders. the right view. And it's not like, yeah. It's not know, like, 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 it's nothing... <laughs> Yeah. Brendan Vink randomly ended decathlon against, uh, um, like yeah. Um, uh,
1: yeah, but I did watch a little bit of raw talk. Um, I love Charlie Caruso. He's great. Charlie Caruso is great. She's fantastic on Raw. Uh, Joe, as much as I like him as a commentator, I don't like that he's seemingly just going to be a commentator. You know, like, I don't like that it's starting to feel like Taz a little bit.
0: mm is Where he like sh- uh, going like bruh, 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 a lot? I, <laughs> I, I
1: mean, no, no, he's he's absolutely coherent, but he just he he's just doing the commentary, and I'm not I'm not ready to see him go. You know.
0: Hopefully, that's not the case. Hopefully, it's just them working out some kinks and. Yeah, the kink
1: was Jerry Lawler, but that's a different thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I was kind of excited for the idea that they said Raw Talk, but um, your message about it actually completely snapped me out of it because it was like, oh, Raw Talk's back. Oh, fuck, I fuck, gotta watch it then. <laughs> and then it was like... like come on, uh, what I said
1: something like, oh, good news. We have to add this on the endless pile of content
0: that we have to watch. Right, and I was just like, you know what? I'm making a stance, and I've stopped watching WWE Backstage, I stopped watching the bump, and I'm not gonna watch Raw Talk either. I'm just you know, like, you I, know what? I'm not doing it. <laughs> I think this was a big mistake to not bring back Talking
1: Smack, which was always the superior of the two shows because Renee Young is amazing, and I don't like that they're not doing a lot with Renee Young anymore. And maybe that's because I don't watch backstage. Yeah, I think
0: that that's her her gig now. That sucks. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they do announce Talking Smack comes back.
1: Uh, I will say, I don't know if it'll have the same vibe, because Daniel Bryan's a wrestler now and not the GM, but I I like Renee. She's good at her job, and I want more of Renee back on TV.
0: I I would assume that Talking Smack, if they do come back with that, is probably going to be Kayla and somebody. Ugh. Right, like Tony, Kayla and Corey.
1: I would do Renee and Corey or like even Renee and Kayla. Just, Renee should be on the show. Of course, that would delay the hot tags.
0: <laughs> well, that's depending on if the hot tags stay on Friday nights. Who knows? I mean, we somehow naturally turned this around to Fridays? Uh, Smackdown, or Smackdown, Smack Talk has had this weird setup of recording days. I mean, we used to way back in the day do like a one hour show like once a week eventually then it became like a five hour show once a week just like one segment after another and that was like friday nights i think or something and then it became like splitting it up into three days then it became two days then it became these days and that days and then it was like easy to do the hot tags on mondays and then wednesdays for the other things now it's wednesdays and fridays Twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the punchline to everything this year. It's just twenty twenty.
1: Um, I do want to say I did watch backstage this week, which I typically don't, but this was a good one. It had Punk. It had uh, they spoke openly about what's going on in the world, which I thought was a bold move. Uh, it had Punk and Brian interacting for the first time since Punk left, and I thought that was. Really good. Like,
0: how did that go down?
1: Uh, they they spoke about how you know. Hey, isn't it funny that I'm actually married to my wife now because you were with my wife in a storyline, and then I got involved, <laughs> and hey, somehow Kane was involved in that. And isn't that weird? How we were all just like <laughs> in the mid card because uh, the Brian said this. He's like, you know, I don't usually get mad about my placement on the card, but I was pretty mad that. You know, I'm fighting you for the WWE title, and John Cena is in the main event with my now father-in-law, John Lourdes. He's like, (laughs) this is all really weird. I mean, you're married to the woman I was with on TV, and, you know, my now father-in-law was above us. Like, it's all very weird. But then they spoke, and they talked about guys like, hey, who do you see, you know, that you would want to work that's not in WWE? And, you know, they talked about Zack Sabre Jr., and... How, you know? Ah, oh, do you remember when we were just, you know, a bunch of kids on the indies, and it, it just felt like a really fun, like two friends getting together, you know? Hmm. And I enjoyed it. It was actually like a good episode of backstage. Oh, and they also shit all over the uh, Jeff Hardy angle. Every really? one of them.
0: Even though right. they did something similar in the past.
1: Uh, I probably punk more so because of it. Hmm. Because for that segment, it was Renee, Christian, Booker T, and CM Punk. And they asked Booker T first, and he's like, Yeah, uh, I come from a generation where we had a lot of guys die from substance abuse. This isn't cool. And then Christian's kind of like, Yeah, uh, this isn't cool. And then Punk goes... Yeah, I worked with Jeff and we did this exact thing, but we didn't even know that he wasn't even doing too good at the time, you know, and like they just spoke openly about like you don't play with somebody's sobriety. And I, I fully agree, especially after tonight. It's not a great angle.
0: Isn't this also the show where they uh, said that he wants Matt Riddle to wear boots or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why. I like the fact that Matt Riddle doesn't wear boots. Samoans don't wear
1: boots, and we never bothered them. <laughs>
0: um, let's see. Uh, yeah, those are some of those things about the WWE Network. Um, let's move on to... Actually, let's do a little quick uh, plug. If you do want us to watch WWE Backstage, Raw Talk or anything else like that or you want us to do some kind of things like you know maybe you do miss the idea that the hot tags aren't Monday nights or something like that the best way to make sure that we do whatever it is that you are interested in us doing is to hit up the Patreon patreon.com slash moment is where you can find all the different tiers that are there speaking of the whole the network with a free tier uh, if you think about it this way uh, you, you know Smack Talk's always been like free on YouTube but if you want more then you can get access to more and up gives you the dark casts and on the fanboys anonymous side of things, are bonus features, but it's the same basic thing. It's just Patreon exclusive episodes. And the pick your poison tier is a part of both where you can make sure that we do something in particular, some kind of like special feature, some kind of, uh, you know, topic that we're not necessarily doing that you really want us to do whatever it might be. Uh, you take advantage of that whenever you can. And we do those whenever we get around to doing them at least like, you know, within that month. And even if it's just a dollar, whatever spare change that you toss our way is greatly appreciated. So thank you to everybody who shows their support for the Patreon for both of those two. And for those who want to, but can't, there's plenty of other ways that you can help out. You know, you can just hit the like button, share things, follow things. You know, you spread the word in plenty of different ways. That helps out a lot too. I'll go around uh, some other plugs a little bit later, but let's move on to Mahal. He is out of action again. He just came back. He wrestled, I think two matches, Uh maybe three. Maybe I think it was just two. Might've actually only been one, but they teased the idea that he might've been a baby face now, which is kind of strange. And then he disappeared again. And it seems like he did that because he has some kind of a knee injury. He just went under some of the other surgery and that's a shame. Uh, You know, I mean, he did just have this whole comeback after like a year out or something like that. So it's kind of interesting. But hey, if he wasn't 100% better to take the time off now, right? Yeah, but
1: I always hate getting these gingery reports. You know, it it just doesn't seem right. The poor guy, he just wants to get back to being WWE champion and he just keeps
0: getting injured. Speaking of injuries. Uh, I'm gonna skip to something that we would normally talk about just when we're talking about the the TV breakdown, which is some things that happen on SmackDown. They reported, quote unquote, that Elias is going to be out for a while, a couple of months because With of the that torn whole, pack. the rib injury, torn pack, that kind of thing. Do you know if there's anything behind like some other kind of injuries that he's got going on or whatever?
1: I haven't heard anything, but I. I also thought it was new and was told by the Fightful crew that, no, they announced this at some point last week. And I guess they were just reiterating on SmackDown.
0: Hmm. That's just one of those, That sucks. Like...
1: But, honestly, Elias, for me, is kind of getting towards that, like, alright, you're probably always just going to be the filler comedic character.
0: Yeah. I don't really feel super duper confident in like him, him even winning like a mid card title, which is a shame, but yeah, you know, I, I hate to say this cause it's not like a, I'm not wishing anything on the guy, but I don't find Elias when he's wrestling to be something that I'm like, oh. oh man, I can't wait to see that next match or something.
1: Do you find his segments like, Oh man, I can't wait to see that
0: next segment. You know, not lately. Well, then
1: Elias is dead in the water for you.
0: Yeah, it really is a shame, because I like Elias. You know, I thought that his gig was uh, pretty interesting. I thought that he had something. Like, he's he's a big guy. He wasn't a bad wrestler, that kind of stuff. But, you know, if he's a heel or a baby face at this point, I'm just kind of over it. Maybe it's just that I'm, I'm used to the gimmick by now or something. yeah. Maybe it's just yeah. that I just didn't like that Baron Corbin feud, and I'm just <laughs> not into it from that.
1: You know, more on that later. I I want to say stuff along those lines, but not necessarily pertaining to Elias.
0: Mm. Well, the other thing from SmackDown that I want to kind of talk about is that during the Sonya Deville and Lacey Evans match, they had a whole thing with the referee. Mm-hmm. And like, what? Why? One one website uh, I'm not going to say what But one website's out there saying This was not part of the show To me It struck me 100% part of the show
1: Now I had had the opinion That if they're going to choose Jessica And they might still go this route Now she's not a blonde But maybe Sonya starts picking on Jessica Maybe Other than that If it's not that Then it wasn't a part of the show And the referee actually twisted his ankle.
0: That just seems so odd. Because this is the one that they filmed, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't they just go, okay, well, why don't we refilm the match if that was the case?
1: I, uh, ooh. Um, they definitely refilmed some other stuff. And it wasn't as significant as a referee. So I don't know.
0: That to me is what's like one of these oddball situations that makes me go, okay, so that was planned. You know, it's not well, like... What did we gain from it? Not the slightest idea, but it seems like that that would be the... Because it also didn't look like it was an actual, like, injury, injury. At least to me. Like, I mean, some, if it is...
1: It was just like, what is this? Are we serious right now? Right. It's totally in character.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. For anybody that's like, you know, oh, yeah, did you see the referee get injured? I I'm not buying it. At all. But maybe it's true. I don't know. And if that's an a actual true injury, then that sucks. And hopefully the referee gets better. Um, apparently, eyebrows. they've.
1: That's eyebrows ref. I call him eyebrows ref. Eyebrows ref. Because the one thing I noticed about him is the eyebrows. They're like always perfect. I don't know what the hell that is.
0: Supposedly, they've added uh, Sheamus and Jeff Hardy to the backlash card now since we started the doing do the hot mean, tags. Supposedly. They said it during the show. They said it during the show. They made it official.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I guess I completely skipped past that. <laughs> it was about as
1: official as the Roman, as the Braun Goldberg announcement. It was. Hey, by the way, Jeff Hardy's fighting Travis.
0: Oh yeah, I tend to block out some of those things. So, <laughs> oh, I'm just like I'm looking on the website right now, and I'm like, oh, they updated this uh, 54 minutes ago to, Tony, to put that up on it's, there. It's,
1: it's mark out moment, not block out moment. Okay, you got to get your head in the game.
0: Nah, I'm going to block out a lot of things still. Um, <laughs> uh, Let's see what we got here. Uh, We got some stuff that we can get into here and there about like some. um, Like uh, Hulk Hogan is banned from AEW. For like pretty obvious reasons at this point. I don't know if there's really anything to talk about with that. It's just sort of one of those like interesting little tidbits. Uh, locker rooms upset with um, Jackson Riker for you wanna having get into his uh, do you want to
1: get into that Let's, should we well it's
0: the in. type of thing that like you know we're not going to get deep into this kind of stuff I'm, I'm pretty sure that everybody knows where we stand on politics but like at, at least as far as the locker room situation is kind of interesting Riker had tweeted out something that was pro-Trump and the reports going around now is that the locker room is understandably very pissed at him <laughs> it's not
1: so much that he tweeted pro-trump
0: it's when he tweeted
1: <laughs> it's that trump turned the military on the protesters and five minutes later jackson reicher's tweeting so thankful for the president we have uh built of freedom he meant to say built on freedom but right. different story and then he said forgotten no more And I think what pushed everybody over the edge was that brother used his gimmick catchphrase in a tweet about the president
0: when all this shit is going on. I thought it was funny that uh, Kevin Owens was like, (laughs) like, you're a shitty phrase. You're trying to get that over whatever. That's awful. Kevin uh, Owens
1: said something to the effect of, you know, you have the right to free speech. And that's fine. I just want to tell you
0: that you're a piece
1: of shit for putting your shitty wrestling catchphrase into this tweet. Good night. Yeah. I
0: thought that was pretty funny. Uh obviously lots of things going on in the world right now that, you know, plenty of people have plenty of different opinions on and there's right to free speech and things, but uh just an interesting little thing happening in the world of pro wrestling that we don't get hundred percent uh privilege to see how people are reacting backstage, but at least we know that that's that's what's happening um
1: yeah. well, what about this along the same lines because it's all the black lives matter stuff w w e put out like this internal memo that you know oh we stand for diversity, and we're gonna start having twenty four seven mental health assistance for anyone who needs it?
0: Hmm. Oh, did you not see this? No, I didn't hear about that.
1: Yeah, there was a... I'm going to actually pull it up right now because I think that this is a very interesting, almost completely non-WWE take on things, but there was an internal memo that went around that basically said the company is committed to diversity and, by the way... If you need mental health assistance, you can have that 24 7 access. So there's a specific email address for anyone who works for the company to directly address diversity concerns. And there's 24 7 mental health counseling to anyone who feels they need assistance.
0: Do you think that this, uh, in any part, has to do with that thing that's been going on that Leo Rush had tweeted about?
1: No, but did you see the Instagram post where he made the email as public as possible?
0: Oh, that's what I meant, yeah. Okay. I'm thinking that it was a tweet, but yeah, that uh, I mean, for anybody who hasn't seen it, he was speaking about how he felt that, like, the the idea of, like, you know, you gotta buy beer for the people that are um, you know, like the veterans and stuff, and and yeah, you gotta carry their bags and stuff that he was, um, I think understandably Kind of like, no, nah, that's pretty shitty to do. And he put out like that. There were, you know, some other things and stuff that were backstage that he didn't feel comfortable with. He thought that people were kind of bullying him, maybe discriminating against him and all that. And I don't know what came about that, because obviously I'm not there, but I don't know. Maybe, um maybe this is something that they've been having in the works a little bit, or maybe this is just coincidence. And maybe that's like some PR thing that they just kind of put that out there to be like, now, you know,
1: they're completely right to get on this as quickly as possible they're well known for maybe not being the most diversity friendly so for them to kind of jump on this as quickly as they can I applaud them for that and I think you know 24% mental health assistance is something that all fucking jobs should offer especially in that kind of environment so actual positives coming out of this and i will say i don't know if it was taken out yet i will be asking some people i know but i wonder if the forgotten sons would have had a segment tonight and they got taken out instead
0: yeah i don't know because they have been doing those little vignettes
1: promos for like three weeks that are literally about like where soldiers and you know, we fought for our country and you forgot about us.
0: And, eh. It'd be kind of funny knowing that uh, Cutler and um, I think it might have been Blake too, but I know Cutler at the very least was sort of like, yeah, I'm a part of a tag team, but that doesn't mean that my opinions are the same. It'd be kind of funny if they would have done a vignette yet where it would have been like, you know, we fought for our country, we fought for this and like, yeah, we did this, whatever. And Rikers starts saying something and they're like, dude, shut the fuck up. We don't want you to talk <laughs> like uh, you stand I... there and be the tall guy, <laughs> that kind of thing.
1: I was excited for Blake. I want Blake to still be a thing. Fuck it. Put him with Murphy.
0: You know what I mean? Like
1: (laughs) throw him on Raw and put him with Murphy. And just let him be another disciple for Rollins and let them do that.
0: I've never been big on uh, Blake.
1: But Blake Blake is good. I thought Blake and Murphy were good. You know, like Blake is going to end up being Bart Gunn over
0: here. I think if you take Blake, Cutler, and Riker and you merge them all together, you get one really good superstar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Things should merge. Merging is good.
1: (laughs) Speaking of merging things, uh, Road Dog was on After the Bell and kind of was like, oh man, Killer Cross is so big. Like, he's 6'4, and you might not know that when you look at him, but like, he's actually a really big dude. And then he goes on to how great Adam Cole is, and he goes, I'll tell you right now, if Adam Cole was the size of Killer Cross, he'd be the Universal Champion right now. Yeah. Like, so it kind of let me know that, like, Cole being smaller is probably the reason they haven't moved him up yet.
0: But not surprising at all. They love him. They,
1: I mean, the D Generation X dudes that run NXT love themselves, from Adam Cole.
0: I hope that that means that he sticks around. what do you mean, like in WWE? yeah
1: yeah i have it on good authority that those stories are bullshit about the
0: contract being up in august correct
1: Uh no the contract being up in august but like that he hasn't hasn't signed. signed the new deal
0: okay good um well you know talking about contracts and stuff let's talk about drake maverick we will talk about this a little bit with the nxt thing but it's a separate enough story good enough on its own drake maverick has signed a new wwe contract and that's just, you know, merging with a little bit of the NXT talk. Why not? You know, we don't have to follow anything. It's my show. <laughs> it's got like, a, a, you know, a Tony Mango above me. That's going to tell me to do something differently. Um, they had the NXT Interim Cruiserweight Championship Tournament Final, which they stopped referring to as the Interim Tournament Finals, yet the website currently has Jordan Devlin still listed as one-half of the Cruiserweight Champions. So I'm assuming it's still Interim. But Elijo de Fantasma, I always want to say de Fantasma, and Drake Maverick had their tournament match, Fantasma won, Drake Maverick very sad, obviously, but Triple H comes out afterward, and hands him a contract, and he's still in WWE now, which I think is so great that I added it to my list of, it's only right now that and... uh, Becky Lynch announces that she's pregnant and Edge returns are my only three options for this out moment of the year. (laughs)
1: Uh, Nothing's beating Becky for me, but Maverick was a genuine surprise. Now to that, I have to ask you immediately. We already kind of talked about Leo Rush, but how did you feel about Rush's tweet saying, you know, that's kind of fucked
0: up. People were really released here. I get it, but I also think that maybe he's not necessarily in the best place to be able to complain about that. Like, I don't know his full situation, but it seems like a lot of people left because they wanted to leave. Drake Maverick wasn't one of those people. So if he had gotten released and they talked to him soon afterward and they said... You know, now we see that, because there's a story going around now that's like, they saw how passionate he was with that tweet, and then that's when they re-signed him. If that's the case, and that was pretty much like a day or something afterward, they didn't start making this a storyline until a week or so afterward. And if and if they had signed that, and that was the case... They couldn't renege
1: oh, sorry, we didn't release Maverick. We messed up. So they had to run with it.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like that's... And it worked That's the story for the tournament. Like, that was the most interesting thing about this whole thing. If it was just, like, Jake Atlas versus Gentleman Jack Gallaher, like, who cares? And it's just, you know, one of the people wins and they might not even be the real champion. But watching Drake Maverick go through it was interesting. And that put the whole thing over. So... I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, like wrestling does far worse than that. And I kind of get his point of view of saying like, well, people lost their jobs and stuff, which is like, yeah, that sucks. But, but if a lot of those people were like, supposedly, I don't know for sure, but like Zack Ryder, for instance, if he was not re-signing his contract and he was thinking about going to AEW and he was talking to them about how he's not sure if he's going to resign, and they just said, fine, leave. And then everybody goes, whoa, 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 I didn't want to leave. Then it's like, all right, well, that's part of the negotiation deal. And if Leo Rush is that quick to be like, I don't even want to wrestle anymore. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to do this. I want to do that. Then who cares in his point of view? you know.
1: I don't know if I would necessarily say who cares, but I think try – and I know it's, it's a difficult thing to do. Don't get me wrong but try to just enjoy the fact that somebody who was underutilized for the majority of his run is getting a chance to show himself because had Drake not been announced for this tournament, it might've never, he might've never, you know, done anything. It might've been, okay, Drake Maverick's gone. I guess I'll go to progress or impact or whatever.
0: And who knows, like, you know, a lot of things might happen for a reason. Maybe this is all working out that way and he's going to end up being the next Cruiserweight champion and he's going to be some long-time lifer with the company. And, you know, this could have been like... Sending that tweet that he did could have completely altered his entire rest of his life for the positive. So I'm a big fan of it, though. Like, I think that the storyline was interesting. It's kind of... Uh, kind of dirty to do that a little bit but at the same time I don't think that it's like far from the worst thing that WWE has done even this year you know and uh, I mean I'd love to see more and more people get new contracts but at the same time some of the people I think that they're better off without the WWE contracts even if they don't really feel that way right now like for instance Eric Rowan he already what? got the highest point that he was going to get in WWE now, he had a when spider he's...
1: just earlier this year. I just want exactly. to like, make it known. I want to make it known that that was only like this year.
0: That was like he had February or something.
1: <laughs> he had a spider. It was a thing that they were doing and actually building towards.
0: He's so technically like...
1: in a gauntlet match with The Undertaker.
0: Yeah, he's the <laughs> last uh, match that The Rock had. <laughs> I know, a future legend. I future know. legend Eric Rowan, but he's going to be a legend elsewhere, I'm sure. Like, if he goes to AEW, if he goes to NWA, like, you know, whatever it is, like, at some point, things are going to go back to normal, and a lot of those people are going to bounce back, and they're going to be better than they were ever before, so I'm not the type of person that says everything happens for a reason all the time, and I 100% believe in it constantly, but I've believed a lot more in it these past couple of years than I ever did before. And I kind of feel like Drake Maverick wasn't supposed to go, so that's how it worked out. And somebody like a Leo Rush, somebody like a Zack Ryder, somebody like a Kurt Hawkins, like any a lot of these people that had been let go or didn't get re-signed or whatever, maybe it's going to work out in the end for them too. Like EC3, he's returning to Impact. You know what? Well, we we don't know that. Well, hold on, we don't know if he's returning to Impact. But he's going somewhere. Well, he put up a tweet and in that tweet there's a video of that whole like the person watching the screens and stuff and it's him.
1: Well, I know, but he also called it ClickBit.
0: He's, so, he's just fucking people. If he doesn't, then I'm very surprised about that. I assume that that's just a guarantee at this point. Um, I,
1: I would say so, but like you said, it it wasn't supposed to be That Drake leaves and Drake will now actually get a chance to be utilized. Think about it. He never went through NXT. Mm -hmm. He was brought in as a GM for 205 Live to clean up the Enzo Amore mess from two years ago. So think about it. He gets a real chance now to be a wrestler. And sure, it'll probably only last like, whatever, three months, you know, and people might get on to the next thing but it's still really good.
0: And that could be the type of thing that keeps him going for years and years, because if he signed a multi-year deal, maybe by that time that the next one comes around, maybe they're sort of like, Hey, do you want to be a trainer or something? Like who knows? Uh, Another thing about deals, apparently FTR, which stands for whatever they want. We got confirmation about that this week. Uh, they're on handshake deals with AEW. They're not actually signed to full-on normal contracts.
1: I'm not surprised about that. Are you?
0: Not really. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like right now, we're in the middle of a pandemic. If they could work elsewhere, they probably wouldn't be interested uh, in signing like a full-on deal and would try to work on like some other things too. So
1: yeah, why not? You know. They're gonna want to work Japan. They're gonna want to work Ring of Honor. They're going to want to wrestle the Rock and Roll Express for the NWA Tag Team titles and probably win the NWA Tag Team titles. So it makes all the sense
0: in the world. I don't know, of course, what that handshake deal is, but I am kind of assuming that this is what it works out to be. They don't want to be locked down to AEW right now, and they're hoping that they can do all that other stuff as soon as they can, they're going to do those other things and then, and, sign with AEW. and then fully sign with AEW. Exactly. And just be like, look, this is where we're going. You know, we're going to end up here. Let's not mince words about that. Let's not split hairs. We're going to go to AEW, but can we uh, kind of, um, Oh, what's the phrase? Like, Sow our roots or something like that. Or what's a... the,
1: oats. oats? so You're our oats.
0: There. Yeah. I was like, so our roots doesn't make any sense, but yeah, so <laughs> our oats, like, you know, they kind of want to just, like, uh, do that for a little bit. and so
1: are, so are Roots.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm being stupid. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they want to plant their seeds. They want to have some happy little actions to whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it makes sense, though. And um, I guess we could talk about that a little bit more when we get to the dynamite talk. But. Let's bounce around here and do another little plug. Uh, I mentioned the Patreon before, Ghost, for not only Smart Moment, but also Fanboys Anonymous, so if you don't know what Fanboys Anonymous is, go ahead and check out that website, fanboysanonymous.com, because it's the blue brand or the sister website or whatever you want to call it, the companion of Smart Moment that deals with the geek culture topics like movies, TV shows, comic books, video games, all that other kind of stuff. So I mostly just have the time to do Weekend Geek type stuff where I talk about like some of the news stories that have happened in oh, the past couple of days that I'm interested about. That's kind of like a, like a very, very shortened version of the hot tags. That's not a podcast, but I do have a lot of things that I really want to get around to doing. And even like last night, I was writing a note to myself of, uh, trying to think about, maybe I'll write up an article about how Mary Jane Watson needs to be changed. And that like, I don't really know what that character is in the modern era. And maybe we should try to figure out a way to either replace Mary Jane as Spider-Man's main love interest or figure out how she should uh, actually have some character at this point.
1: Well, well, well what makes you say that? I, I want to get into that conversation. No, we can't. It's the wrestling
0: show. <laughs> tra- <laughs> we might get into it on a bonus features. I might write the article. We might do both. I don't know. Like, the, If you're interested in more of those kind of discussions, though, you're going to find that on Fanboy. So if you want to make sure that we do those kind of discussions, then check out the Patreon for that. Because the more that that gets uh, some boosts, the more time I can dedicate to that. And then, you know, we can have some in-depth discussions about how come there's too many symbiotes. I, <laughs> like, uh... I'm working my way through Batwoman.
1: And I'm going to make Tony work his way through Batwoman so we can get on a podcast and talk about it. Because Batwoman is coming back without Batwoman. Without Batwoman. So... <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah ah, some of them to think shit. about uh, I've always wanted to do Weekend Geek as an actual podcast so uh, I would love to see more support for that and then you know find the time to be able to do that so patreon.com slash anonymous keep that in mind everybody let's go around to we just talked about AEW let's talk about AEW fighter fest they finally clarified what's happening and it's not a, in the slightest bit what I was expecting <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, end of June, mid-July, whatever. At some point, you know, we've got, like, the September 5th all out, so they got to do Fighter Fest before that. Maybe even, like, the last week of July, we're going to get a pay-per-view thing, whatever. Not quite. Instead, on July 2nd and July 8th on TNT. What's that?
1: July 1st.
0: July 1st? It's not on the 2nd?
1: Yeah, July second and July eighth don't match up, Tony.
0: They're not a week. Uh, well, point. that's weird. July first and July eighth. You're pointing out the difference. I have that labeled completely wrong on multiple different <laughs> things at this point. Uh, <laughs> that is happening on TNT, and it seems like it's just following Dynamite, right? Like it's just that's it. It's just going to be well, like a another Dynamite. Do you remember type
1: of thing? Bash at the Beach?
0: That was Dynamite.
1: Yeah. So it's
0: Bash at the Beach. But isn't it starting at 10 o'clock? No.
1: So, all right, let's get into this. You are the son of a a multimillionaire. You yourself, successful business person. How the fuck do you let your graphics team say that your show is starting at 10 o'clock when your show has never started at 10 o'clock? Tony Khan had to
0: immediately tweet out, yeah, that's a mistake. Well, gee, you think? So it's just going to be Dynamite it's then? It's just
1: Dynamite, yes.
0: <sighs> that's even like more disappointing to me then. Because that, I, mean, I was expecting to be like, okay, they're going to do like an hour afterward and it's going to be like, you know, something special or something like that, but... That's bland, that's boring, that's stupid. It's just Dynamite, two episodes of Dynamite then. Then who cares? Why is it fighter Fest?
1: Because they're special episodes. Ugh. Thumbs down. It was going to be from the UK. COVID happened. They probably don't want to run a Saturday show for free on Bleacher
0: Port. So, that's why they're doing it. That's still disappointing. Thumbs down. Not a fan.
1: Yeah, we'll live. I mean, gonna have some we? Good Will we well, really? We don't, we don't fucking know. <laughs> like, we don't know at this point. Um
0: Ready for a punchline here? Yeah,
1: twenty
0: twenty. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the joke. That's that's the joke. Uh, yeah, that that's even more disappointing now. Fighter fast is just dynamite. Who cares? All right, move on to the next story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. What do you think about Fighter Fest? Like, what do you think about what they've announced so far?
0: It's just the uh, Cage Moxley and uh, Paige and Omega against Best Friends, right?
1: Uh, they haven't announced, they did announce, I guess, that all the titles will be defended, but they haven't said how. So Cody will probably defend it both weeks, and I assume Sheeta will fight Nyla again, but it, that's just me assuming things.
0: Probably Nyla, that makes the most sense. Or she'll fight like, I don't know, Riho or somebody that they're able to just kind of Riho can't tell. pull in there. Didn't she wrestle during the pandemic? No, that it's all been uh, Shida. I thought that Riho had done like one match over this whole so. time. I know that uh, Yuka Sakazaki hasn't. And I don't remember seeing Sakura at any point. But I think I think Rio had wrestled once, but maybe they like recorded that ahead of time or something. I don't know. Maybe it was before it like the travel be. ban. But Did yeah, I maybe not? they put big swole in there. Maybe they, you know, it's probably just Nyla Rose. Yeah, I'm not feeling it too much then, especially if it's just gonna be dynamite. Because now it's just all right. Well, whatever happens, happens. It's not even a special event. Well, yeah. Womp womp. Wow. Um, speaking of special events, this is not really a hot tag, hot tag, but uh, speaking of hot, and it's something to talk about, the Sexiest Superstars Tournament. I know people have been asking about that, and it usually happens around June or so, and uh, it's it's in the works right now. I'm setting up all the different people for like uh, all the graphics and everything like that, but for the people that are wondering why you can't find that stuff on the YouTube channel. You're not going to be able to because YouTube is, you know, real pissy about that kind of stuff. And a couple months ago, they had completely demonetized the YouTube channel because it was too quote sexually gratifying. (laughs) I don't really know why, but when I removed the sexy superstars tournament posts, suddenly totally fine again. So we're not going to be able to put that up on the YouTube channel and that means that there's not going to be the men's bracket and the women's bracket two extra podcasts per week on that kind of a thing. Plus, we were thinking about this before that even happened that we weren't really necessarily going to be doing that the same cuz it's kind of like it's a little so passé at this point can I, like
1: can I like jump in here and actually just maybe say something that might you know tie us all together well go for it. So, we know that the diehards love the tournament. And we had fun with it too, you know. But if you really, you know, read the room, it's <laughs> kind of, sh- it's a shitty thing to do. We're just sitting here just ranking people based on their looks. And it's not the greatest reflection of who any of us really are as people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just, we had our fun, we had our laughs. And... Well, we're just not going to do it in podcast form
0: anymore. Well, we will do to a certain extent. So this is the game plan that I've got going on. And it might get adjusted in some fashion or something like that. But what I'm currently leaning towards is the tournament will still be the same on the website. It'll still be men's bracket and women's bracket. People can vote. It'll be... Two qualifying rounds, five normal rounds, thirty-two people in each bracket. You move on, you do that whole thing, and that operates the way that it normally is. But we're not going to do the weekly podcast things. What we might do is at the end of the tournament, do the tournament recap, the way that we've done with Champs Giving and with uh, the Smart Madness tournament, and just kind of talk about you know what had happened and what you know I would have gone in this direction, like that kind of thing and stuff like that. But even so, we still can't put that up on the YouTube channel because that's still going to be something that they are not super into. So that is going to be a Patreon exclusive. All the more reason to take advantage of that and check out the Darkcast when it comes to that. But so it's not going to be hear
1: Caroline call Alexa Bliss unseasoned chicken. <laughs> that is now something. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that is that is something that you have to pay money for.
0: Essentially, and it's not me trying to be like, oh, this is something people like, so let's put it behind a paywall. It's more so to make sure that I don't lose my YouTube channel, and uh, to still be able to do it in some fashion without feeling scummy about it, without feeling like it's too passe, without also feeling like I'm p- p- putting things at a risk. You know, so... For anybody that's interested, that's in the works right now. It's surprisingly very hard to find some pictures of some people. I just like edited so many different pictures over the past bunch of days. But um, at the very least, qualifying round is most likely probably going to be coming up in the next couple of days. And then we're going to kind of continue on it there. But you'll find it on the website, not on the YouTube channel. So sorry, everybody. But hey, you know, got to do what you got to do. Such is life. Such is life. And uh, I got two more hot tags here listed before we talk about the full show's uh, kind of breakdown of the week. One of them is something that we're jumping ahead about because we're going to get into predictions for Backlash next week. But there's a rumor going around right now that I kind of wanted to just put out there before we get into that, which is something from the Wrestling Observer that Paul Heyman specifically wanted MVP to be the mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley for a title run. And now, of course, people are jumping on that, and they're going, oh my God, that means that Bobby Lashley's going to win the title. I don't buy it. I think that that's something that's like, well, you know, that'd be really good if he were to win the title and whatever, and you could use him as your mouthpiece. I don't think that that means that Drew McIntyre loses the title to Bobby Lashley, though. You know what? Why not? Like, I'm not
1: saying I want to see it, But I am certainly not opposed.
0: If Lana's a part of this, I'm opposed.
1: I I like the MVP thing because it seems like they're moving away from Lana.
0: Uh, See, what I'm worried about that, though, is you move away from Lana. So that way she can come full force back into the story. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want more of that. I don't want any of it at all.
1: So... On that same note, Lashley said something very interesting about the Rusev angle to Digital Spy. Lashley said, I don't think it had a proper conclusion. I think there was so much we could have done. We had a full head of steam. People wanted Rusev to rip my arms off and beat me with them. I don't know what happened, to tell you the truth. I think we were at the point where the revenge needed to happen, and it didn't. I don't know where we could have went or where we were going to go with it, I just wish I could have had the match that I wanted to have with Rusev. I've seen him in some great matches and I think I could have had one with him. So that to me even seems like Lashley wanted, you know, more of this Rusev thing and for it to actually have a proper ending. And I think... Like any rational person. (laughs) Yeah. But like sometimes when you see that in talent, it's hard to be... Believe because you think, oh, and maybe they're all just going with the flow.
0: Maybe. Then what? I don't uh, trust though that that same kind of problem wouldn't happen with the title reign.
1: Nah, I think I don't think it's time yet. Because how fucked up would it be? How fucked like for example, uh, spoilers. Uh, we have new women's tag team champions, but like Bliss and Cross's whole second reign. Is in front of nobody, you know. Like, there are going to be those title runs.
0: I'm not too worried about that for Bliss and Cross, but it would be a little bit weird for Bobby Lashley for
1: McIntyre. No, I'm talking about McIntyre. Oh, the
0: McIntyre whole thing. Yeah, that's true.
1: To win at Mania and never get to
0: have a single person cheer for him.
1: Yeah, like never get to see the fans with it.
0: That's weird. Well, I also think that that's not happening with Lashley winning because. Joe McIntyre losing the title right now seems a little weird. They put a lot of investment in him being the champion, and the only way I could see that being the case is if their plan is Lashley wins it, they continue this feud, McIntyre wins it back at SummerSlam.
1: I'm not opposed to it. I like Lashley. And damn it all, Lashley should have been more than he is.
0: I think that they're just now getting to the point that Lashley should have been when he first came into WWE two years ago from his return, yeah.
1: and I think MVP has a lot to do with it.
0: Yeah, MVP's great.
1: It's a great pairing. Who would have thought we we would be talking about this pairing, you know, but it's a really good one, and I'm glad we're getting it.
0: So, speaking of uh, backlash plans, we know that there's a change to the plan for the pay-per-view that's coming up this weekend, which is NXT TakeOver In Your House. Obviously, of course, later on this week, uh, we're going to do the whole, you know, Sunday night the post-show, all that other kind of stuff. So, pay attention to that. And if you didn't check out our predictions for that yet, go back and check that out. But we have to adjust them a little bit, just a tad, because they added a match after we got done doing that in typical fashion. There is a six woman tag team match that's been added to the card. It is Candice LeRae on one side, Mia Yim on the other side. And we were talking about the idea that that match could have been a case. But instead of it just being the two of them, they've got some tag team partners. Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart are teaming up with Mia Yim. And uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai are with Candice LeRae. So this six woman tag team match is just sort of there. They kind of. They did a little bit of work to kind of set this up, but it's not like it's like the most in-depth storyline, but it's a good way to get people on the card. And you know what? I I like it too, for the most part.
1: You know, I had just been saying to somebody, I miss six-man tags. And I miss when it was like, not every pay-per-view match had to be the big confrontation. And this feels like that to me. Like, we're still getting on pay-per-view, Everybody's going to get a chance to shine. But it's not like, oh, we're going to settle the score here. You know this is just a fork in the road. And we're going to keep
0: going. Yeah. I, that and pretty I, much sums it up.
1: <laughs> yeah. like, And I think uh, Candice and Dakota, for that matter, are still in the middle of fresh heel turns. And they need to win.
0: Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd probably go in that direction. I think that since uh, the match got a little bit messed up and a little bit weird, Mia Yim could still win, and it wouldn't be like the the worst thing in the world if they were to win. Especially if, like for instance, you know, uh, Tegan Knox pins Dakota Kai or something like that wouldn't be weird. Yeah, she like, never awful. got
1: her vengeance, did she?
0: She won the one match, didn't she? She even won like the first one.
1: No, I think she won the one to get into the ladder match.
0: Blanking on it right now, but, you know, like that feud is still kind of lingering and I don't think that they should really pin Raquel
1: yet. I hope that Shotzi Blackheart does not try to do a coffin drop.
0: Hmm. I kind of think a little bit more so that Candace wins, though, and I guess we'll find out on Sunday and it might depend on their plans for the Gargano and Lee match. It might depend on the match for Palpatine Dream and Adam Cole You know, we were to talk about the idea of like switching up some ideas and stuff. Right now, I'm actually leaning more towards the idea that Adam Cole retains and Keith Lee drops the title. So if that happens, Cole retains, Lee drops the title. I think that maybe Miyam does win and they kind of give a little bit of an offset like that. Well, you never know. Maybe. We'll know on Sunday. Stay tuned. We will. Very quick plug here for the merchandise shops, Teepublic and Redbubble. Check them out for Fanboys Anonymous, Smartcat Moment, and a Mango Tees. Pick up a t-shirt, pick up a thing of stickers, some magnets, pins, lots of different designs, lots of different merchandise options on both of those different platforms for all three of those different sites. So, you know, if you want to pick up any of that, go ahead and pick it up. And let's go around now and talk about the TV shows. Let's see, uh... What TV shows do you watch these days? <laughs>
1: uh you know, uh, this week it's been the news.
0: We don't <laughs> even talk about that. You're a very uh brave soul, because I cannot stand that much negativity all the time. <laughs> the news on a regular time is awful, you know, like way before even like COVID and the protests and everything like that, that just makes you feel like, oh my god, everybody in the world's a horrible person. Uh, The news itself is still just kind of like This household item is going to kill you Tune in at 11
1: I've know? never, I, to be clear Like pre-COVID I was never watching so much news But with everything that's going on I'm finding it like Yeah, things are changing so rapidly I can't look away Because I'm going to turn around and the whole World is going to be different again
0: I got to imagine like Print newspapers are probably sitting there going God Damn it. Like every single time that they start printing a story, they're like, let's change it. Let's change it. Because by the time tomorrow happens, it's like, all right, let's do five redactions and let's just switch this around. And
1: that's yeah. why print media is dead.
0: Yep. All right, everybody. Turn set. <laughs> <That's laughs> uh, let's talk about Raw. Uh let's go to let's see. Seth Rollins held his retirement ceremony for Rey Mysterio, who, surprise, surprise, is not necessarily retired. He just yeah, basically. On you,
1: you seven outlets that were like, "Oh my God, Rey Mysterio's retiring!" You mm. morons.
0: Instead, his whole retirement ceremony thing and his promo afterward was him basically saying, "This is what I have to say." Damn you! That was so un- underwhelming. <laughs> damn you for what you put my family through. Oh God damn it! You're a, you're a meanie. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> and then
1: Dominic said, "Nyefer," and I, I, I am so on board with Dominic being a follower of Seth Rollins.
0: Can we figure out first how to spell Dominic? I have seen Dominic with a CK, a K, and a C.
1: So WWE currently is doing it with a K. For the graphic for the Eddie Guerrero ladder match, for the custody of Dominic, it was a CK. And you will see it spelled with a C because news outlets don't know what they're doing.
0: And CK, I think, is on his Wikipedia page. Well, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, anybody could change that's what
1: that. the name said on the custody papers,
0: Tony. So, it's just Dom. He's going to be Dom from now on to me. Where, yeah. Really random side note. One of my least favorite names of any character in something is from Inception. Leonardo DiCaprio's character is Dom Cobb. I think that that's wow. so bland. Dom Cobb. Ugh. Dominic. They never Cob- say Dominic Reilly. in the movie. It's just, it's it, the hey Dom, whatever, like that. Oh, it's hey Cobb. Cob. Dom Cobb. It's like, Dom uh, Cob. it sounds like something that you should like repeat a lot, like Dom Cobb, Dom Cobb, and it's like you know, it sounds it, it,
1: like the Law and Order, Tony. Dom Cobb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, do 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 And now I'm in copyright <laughs> infringement. Uh, yeah, so that led into Alistair Black coming out. He attacked. Uh, Seth Rollins and his disciples. Then he beat Seth Rollins. Got yeah, nothing really to say about that. Do?
1: Nah. I that, that's the one I would have wanted to see the six man tag for. A uh, backlash to Umberto, Aleister Black, and Mysterio against Rollins, Murphy, and Theory. I think that'd be a good match.
0: Hopefully, sometime down the line, they'll do that.
1: Oh, they'll do it fifty times on Raw.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> After that, we had Apollo Cruz against Kevin Owens for the United States title, which was a no contest because Angel Garza and Andrade interfered. That led to a tag team match, which uh, Cruz and Owens won by pinfall. Eh, just a thing. Again, nothing Except really like, important.
1: We saw Apollo Cruz feign a low blow and sucker punch Kevin Owens. To me, planting the seeds of like, oh,
0: this dude is gonna turn. I still think that turning him's probably going to be the best thing for him. But right now, they're riding a wave of him being like a Mr. Positivity. So not yet, but soon enough, maybe, you know, a month from now, two months from now, whatever it is, we good. Uh, Viking Raiders beat the Street Profits in bowling. (laughs) Again, every week, I type that stuff out and it's just like, all right, (laughs) it's my job. (laughs) It's just...
1: (laughs) Uh, it's a decathlon next
0: week You think it's going to be better or worse than the one from Billy Madison Much worse I hope we get the whole like uh, Speech at the end May God have mercy on your soul That whole thing
1: I, Like they're doing Like like it's literally a trivia contest Right What you just said is the dumbest thing I've <laughs> ever heard
0: I word you no point
1: May God have mercy on your
0: soul. We could do the. Everybody in this room is now dumber for having heard that, and the people in NXT that are on the sides could be like, Whoa. "We just ate our lunches outside in tents." <laughs> Awful situation for them, apparently. Jeez. Uh,
1: yeah, they're not very happy.
0: I don't blame them. Sounds like it's terrible. It it certainly does. I wouldn't want to stand. I couldn't stand for ten hours. I can't stand sometimes for like ten minutes, and. My back hurts, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm also of the opinion
1: that like, while the noise is better, their facials are awful. Like, and the
0: the like big like boo, you're a bad guy.
1: Type uh, of you, thing. Blah, yeah, it's just like oh, this is too manufactured.
0: At least if you're gonna be manufacturing it, be manufacturing it like Vince did. Everybody should just be like, oh my
1: god. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Yeah. oh my god unbelievable like the whole thing uh billy k beat nikki cross that's set up apparently nothing i guess because oh wait, wait. we'll
1: get to that
0: yeah uh nia jacks called herself convinced. the victim from the Asuka and kairi Sand attacks and then said, uh, I don't know if this is a direct quote, but it's pretty much the same, as me, 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 Japanese?
1: I believe it was me, 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 Japanese. I don't know.
0: <sighs> like, who? Oh, come on. <laughs> you know.
1: But here's the thing. Ding. Uh,
0: <laughs> y- what does it boil you, down to?
1: <laughs> you edited out her injuring Kairi.
0: Oh, that We didn't get to that yet. She did the promo first. Then I she know, then she has a match think, with Kairi Sane where she splits her head open.
1: But you don't think to edit out me, 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 Japanese? Hmm. You don't think that even if one person finds it horribly offensive,
0: take the fucking thing out. What's the like goal for that too? Like is it oh my god, oh they're Japanese? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> So they are, the end. That doesn't make them heels. Their baby faces in this is—is is, is that her problem with Asuka? Is that she's Japanese? Because that seems well, weird. Like
1: they...
0: it should be about the championship. So it's like that's just a weirdly written line, and it doesn't help Nia Jax's case because this week I she just had the whole she said
1: Japanese. You know, like yeah, the me me me. But why did you go? Try... Oh, maybe <laughs> uh, maybe she's trying to
0: mimic Asuka, who's been speaking Japanese. I think that that's what they were going for, but at the same time, it didn't translate. So that was a, a bad decision. As was chucking Kyrie Sane into the steps and injuring her, which seems to be Jet and Ajax's gimmick these days is injures Kyrie Sane or other people.
1: Uh, we we didn't touch on the buckle bomb thing.
0: Oh, that's right. They uh, they banned that this week, or at least supposedly, it's been like referred to as banned this week. Supposedly,
1: because of Kyrie sane being injured by nia Jax from the previous time with the it wasn't even a buckle bomb she threw her into the corner it plenty of people do it it's just you know nia's a little she doesn't know her own strength
0: so that's that's a mess uh, our, don't
1: say me 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 japanese like i don't
0: yeah don't do it i mean let's Uh, kind of put it out there probably don't say me 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 and then like almost any of those kind of (laughs) things. don't don't be like oh okay next week we're gonna cut a promo but it's me 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 and then i don't know ireland or something (laughs) like just gonna don't don't, uh, probably not doing some kind of xenophobic angle like that unless the story is like the the heel is xenophobic and you want to try to play into that there might be a way to get around it but this was not the way to do it for sure Uh, Rob Gronkowski dropped the 24-7 championship, which means that that is horribly underwhelming.
1: And has been released.
0: Yeah, he is no longer part of his deal that would have seen him wrestle at a Saudi Arabia show and at SummerSlam.
1: That's... According to Fightful Select, great service, you should pay the $10. Somebody, a higher up in WWE, said, Good riddance he was a clown, and we're better off without him.
0: What was the good riddance to bad rubbish, It's Simpsons? Right? I think that's just a saying. Good riddance to bad rubbish. I kind of remember that being like a Simpsons quote at some point. I don't know where I would have learned it from other than the Simpsons. It probably is. But... Well,
1: I got I got news for you. For Rob Gronkowski, everything is not coming up
0: mailhouse. <laughs> uh it what a disappointing title reign. You know, they couldn't even get that moment at WrestleMania to happen in front of people. It was just, to be fair, not WWE's fault, but at the same time, totally WWE's fault. I can't imagine Gronkowski fighting at WrestleMania and SummerSlam and Saudi Arabia and having good feuds. I was interested, like, you know, it was like, okay, like, let's see what happens here. But like, if they would have done like a three match thing, who would he have fought? It's probably teamed with Mojo against two other people
1: against like uh, Corbin and Ziggler. Yeah, there you go.
0: And maybe even like for the tag titles or something like that. And and then then he probably would have had like, maybe Mojo. Yeah. Which I don't think would have been like some big deal Uh, that people would have been loving.
1: Enos Cantor. Basketball player wanted to do the Summerslam match against Gronk. How weird would that have been? A basketball player and an NFL player are fighting in a WWE ring.
0: And they're like, "That'll get the casuals."
1: <laughs> That'll get the casuals.
0: <laughs> Sign up for the free network. Yeah. So, our truth back to being twenty four seven champion. The world is uh, slowly getting back to normal. Randy Orton. So does that
1: mean Riddick Moss is going to get it back soon?
0: Maybe. Yeah, he is kind of the other part. Maybe Drake Maverick starts winning it again. Uh, Randy Orton cut a promo about how he did half ass his uh, career and that he's going to do a little bit better than Edge at uh, Backlash. And, you know, his talents are still much better than that.
1: The website of WWE has this labeled as the greatest wrestling match ever. I cannot wait to talk about this. What is this? (laughs) Like,. What is this whole thing?
0: A mistake. (laughs) That's what it is.
1: There are no mistakes. Only happy
0: accidents. (laughs) So maybe they should just call it Randy Orton versus Edge, the happiest of accidents. (laughs) Uh,
1: There's still the issue of Angel Garza saying, a wrestling match is like making love. Now, are Edge and Randy Orton going to make love? That is the question I have.
0: Again, their feud was about You don't really love me, so now it's time to prove it. All right. So uh, instead of getting you know uh, voices and uh, metalingus, their entrance themes are just going to be careless whisper and uh, (laughs) (laughs) have you really ever loved a woman? Uh, You know, some kind of songs like that. You know, unbreak my heart. Whatever is on my romance playlist.
1: (laughs) Unbreak my heart by Tony Braxton is in your romantic playlist.
0: It should be at the very least. I mean, I had that. That's part of uh, my music collection. Cause it's a great song.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't think we would be talking about Tony Braxton when we came out here today. So there's that.
0: I oh, talked about Kayla Braxton. We'll talk about Tony Braxton, <laughs> all the Braxtons, all the Tonys and Byron Saxton, which is close to Braxton. <laughs> It's it's past midnight. Uh Oscar versus Charlotte <laughs> ended in a uh whole weird situation where Nijax quote unquote steamrolled Oscar and was doing the face paint cuz you know that's a, a good way to follow that up.
1: I liked the look for her. I I didn't hate it.
0: I still did. <laughs> <laughs> and Drew McIntyre beat uh MVP by pinfall. And Bobby Lashley attacked me after the match. That was that was Monday Night Raw. The
1: Adam's Full Nelson. Did that not scream Paul Heyman to you? I know we know he's the executive director, but like, do you remember when Heyman did the Austin podcast? And he was like, "If I was the writer, I'd give Mark Henry a side headlock, and I'd just build WrestleMania around Mark Henry doing a side headlock. <laughs> This kind of feels like that.
0: A little bit. Uh, we talked about the NXT Interim Cruiserweight Championship tournament final. Some other things that happened on NXT where Mia Yim and Candice LeRae fought to a double countout, which led to the 6 1 tag team match getting announced and also led to a mixed tag team match. Gargano and Candice LeRae beat Keith Lee and Mia Yim. Uh, let's see. How do you feel about it
1: being named the Backloub Brawl?
0: That's right. They clarified that backlot brawl is what it is. The first ever because, you know, first time ever. It
1: it is the first ever because it's not exactly an iron circle match. It's not exactly like we're going to fight in a parking lot. It's we're going to put a ring in a parking lot and surround it with cars. So the automobiles are are the lumberjacks.
0: I'm still just not in the slightest bit into that idea. Not for these two. For other people, it might work, but not. Dream and Cole,
1: I am totally convinced. Uh, Dexter Loomis will just pop up and have the other three members of the Undisputed Era in a trunk.
0: That's what he was and alluding weird. to when he was uh, making his happy little accidents. <laughs> <Because> he, <laughs> was, good, he was painting. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Bob Ross episode of the hot tags. kind of weird. Um,
1: oh, uh, fucking shout out to Malcolm Bivens.
0: Yeah, out of uh, nowhere, we have a triple threat number one contenders match. Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan against Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish and another team that they are not announcing at the moment. Turns out to be Breezango. So Fandango returns. And this is after we're talking about the idea of like, well, you know, we haven't seen Fandango in a while. Maybe he returns, probably not. And what's been happening with Indu Share? Well, Imperium comes out and they pose down afterward and then Indu Share pops up. And <laughs> so it's like, Okay, if we would have waited a little bit, we would have been like, all right, check that off, check that off, check that off, check that off. Like, you know, by the end of the night on Wednesday, we had about six or seven things that we had talked about on the predictions thing that went, all right, just fuck you then. Are we
1: going <laughs> to have to start doing these takeover predictions on
0: Thursdays? That might be, you know, the way that these uh, keep moving around, and uh, who knows, we might have takeover predictions are always on Thursdays, hot tags are on whatever days, you know, all over the place. Remember I'm when it was a lot easier for, uh, and we could do uh like Raw and SmackDown and then NXT and then the whole rest of the week was just <laughs> done. And
1: then all you had to do was wait till Sunday. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I miss those days. We could go outside. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> you, you know, there was a severe unrest across the nation.
0: Yeah, just like moderate unrest.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, like, unre- it's there, you know it's there, and uh, we're all surviving it, and now it's just like blowing up in
0: our face. It's the difference between when you set a pot of water to boil and when you realize that it's boiling.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but Breezango—they're um, they're still poor, doing right? the stripper gimmick type thing, and this time they're a spaceman.
1: SpaceX. Awesome.
0: The... Now uh, it's the did... uh, uh, space force, and you know a lot of space things happening right now. So Breezango, did two thumbs um... up.
1: What did Beth say? Did she make any uh, inappropriate
0: jokes? Uh, She probably did. Uh, I love that I had most recently uh, rewatched Moonraker and um, that's got one of the best endings of a Bond film which is when uh, Bond and um, Dr. Holly Goodhead (laughs) are uh, (laughs) naked uh, on top of each other floating in space, zero gravity and it's like, what's Bond doing? And Q says, I think he's attempting re-entry, sir. No. So now that Breezango popping up like that, I hope that Beth had some kind of little well, shots like that.
1: As we know, Brizango has re-entered the NXT Tag Team title picture because they are the new number one contenders.
0: Yeah, they uh, are not going to win the titles. I'm They're assuming. not? No, Imperium's going to retain over them. But you well, know what? You it's know. a good feud to have in the meantime.
1: You never know. And you know what's crazy about that? After well over five years on TV, neither Fandango or Tyler Breeze has ever held any
0: championship. Not even the
1: 24-7? Not even 24-7. Hmm.
0: I would have thought that Breeze at least would have won that by now. No. Wow. That sucks. Give him the belts. Give him the belts just for that alone. Give him the belts and they'll take him off. <laughs> that's that's a gimmick now. Uh, Santana Garrett beat Aaliyah by pinfall. We got clarification a little bit more on that um, Robert Stone thing. He is just falling apart now that he lost Chelsea Green. And not even Aaliyah is working out for him. Because Aaliyah had lost her match before. And he was like, uh, I'll blow her off. And then it seemed like he was interested in, well, then I'll try to get Aaliyah back. And then Aaliyah lost again. So it's like he's kind of losing it. Not sure where they're going with this, but I hate it. It could be good, like it could be bad. De- I'm not I'm not one feeling one way or the other about it yet. right He
1: now. deserves so much.
0: Well, I like him. So I hope this is going in the right direction.
1: But you know what? We finally got Bivens on TV again, so let's let's hold
0: out hope for good things. Maybe Bivens Enterprises and Robert Stone brand, they have some kind of a company merger they're the Bivens tone brand. There you go. One word Bivens tone. Malcolm Stone. It's a good name. Robert Bivens? I don't know. Uh Whatever it is. Induce Share. They're back. That's <laughs> right. Isaiah Swerve Scott beat Tony Nice by Pinfall. We referenced that a little bit earlier for the opposite for 205 Live. Cameron Grimes beat Bronson Reed and then Karrion Cross picked up Bronson Reed and you know, kind of said Screw you. You're back. You lose. Twice.
1: Ugh. Am I ever going to get my Bronson Rude push?
0: I don't think so. <laughs> maybe, maybe I not. I mean, uh, he, you know, the future is still out there for him, but it doesn't seem like he's in a great spot right now.
1: He's big. He's big. He's not Day he's not not big. big but
0: <laughs> it's like some of the trademark now, Day big.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: They do like having characters named Big. Big Jordan, Big E, Big Show. Big red, big hungry. Opportunity big. Maybe that's the next thing. <laughs> also on Wednesday night was Dynamite. That's why they call it Wednesday night dynamite. And uh, we had the uh Kenny Omega and Adam Page beating Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian to retain the tag titles.
1: It's a great match.
0: Uh Tully Blanchard gave Sean Spears a black glove. Do you need me to fill you in on that? So that's like the that's not the coal miners glove thing. No, no, no. But, but, like they were trying to act on the Twitter at least that that's like passed down from generation to generation type thing. It's not necessarily
1: passed down. So, as we've established on this show and on any show really, Cody loves himself old school wrestling, and the black glove. Yes, Teddy Biasi had it in uh, like Mid South or something. Yeah, but I took it as because Tully gave it. Barry Wyndham, when he became a horseman, had the black glove because the black glove was passed down from his father, Blackjack Mulligan. And I think we're going to end up seeing Spears try out a host of these old school gimmicks until he finds <laughs> something that he can just make his own.
0: He's trying to say uh, that he's going to try out a host of these. I was thinking you meant gloves. <laughs> he's just gonna have like next week a a pink glove and then a blue glove a red glove
1: a pink glove a blue glove
0: yeah (laughs) like that's just like each new segment is totally blanchard being like here's another thing for you to wear (laughs) it's like now you got a necklace now you've got a sock now you've got like you know
1: now if if the glove works for him right off the bat i'd be like damn guys you really want to just do the nwa just say it like just say it out loud
0: Right, I don't know. It could be a thing. Might not I, be.
1: I like Spears. So, yeah, me I too. Just want Spears to do a good
0: thing. I wanted him to do good things when he was Ty Dillinger in uh, NXT. Other than being the number ten, and I liked the number ten thing, but they didn't really push it as much as I thought that they should have. So I hope that he gets a good push out of this. Brian Cage beat Sean Dean. They had a promo afterward. Uh, Moxley's excited to fight Cage at Fighter Fest. I'm not as excited to see it now that I know it's just dynamite. Blah. Lance Archer had a whole thing. One loss is not going to like uh, mess up his whole career. He you know beat up somebody, intimidated Alex Marvez. That's the thing. I'm really talking Jake about that, od-
1: oddly apologized.
0: Matt Hardy is going to possibly join Private Party and be Party Hardy. Hardy Party. Hardy Party? Private Matt? I don't know. (laughs) Chris Jericho Um, beat Colt Cabana by pinfall.
1: What do you think about Matt Hardy being a human again?
0: Eh, whatever. It's kind of like doing the Foley thing.
1: Uh, How did you like Private Party marking out for Matt Hardy? I thought that segment was cute. Because they were just like, you could tell they're just not containing themselves. (laughs) Uh, and I didn't love it, just, didn't hate it. Just to piggyback off what you said, Matt Hardy is not Nick Foley. I mean, no, I mean he's, he's a the Foley be, thing, but yeah. Yeah, he's trying to be, but he's not, he's not Nick Foley.
0: No. Uh, Jericho beat Cabana. Then he talked about how he wants uh, to fight the baddest man on the planet. And Orange Cassidy came out, which I thought was funny.
1: Five stars.
0: Uh, so they're doing some little thing with the inner circle there. It's just to uh, fill some time until the Tyson thing, which... I guess we'll find that out. It's probably going to happen at Fighter Fest, I'm assuming.
1: I assume it'll happen all out.
0: Well, he was talking about like he doesn't want to wait until the next pay per view and stuff. So if they want to get a, uh, like, pop a rating for Fighter Fest, that would be the way to do it. But then I'm sorry.
1: If you do it on Fighter Fest, which is on free TV, and you don't pop a huge fucking number, pack it up, boys. Go home.
0: What, all of AEW or just Mike Tyson? (laughs)
1: I mean, why not both?
0: <laughs> <laughs> all the AEW guys, go to Mike Tyson's home.
1: I just, I want it to be an all-out because I want merchandise that reads Mike Tyson's
0: all-out. Maybe he'll still pop up, you know, they might continue the feud going a little bit, and he might be in somebody's corner or something like that. Maybe he's sure. going to be, like, some special enforcer type thing. could work. Yeah. Uh, Nyla Rose be Big Swole. FTR did the whole thing with, you know, we talked about that earlier. Brody Lee offered a spot in the Dark Order to Colt Cabana, who turned it down. And Cody retained the TNT Championship over Jungle Boy.
1: Can we talk about Cody bleeding? What do you want to talk about? Why?
0: It happens a lot.
1: <laughs> Why did it happen?
0: Because then Can it's I... uh, then it's real, you know?
1: <laughs> but, like, let me walk you through my mentality here. The guy gets thrown into the wall. Like, not even like the wall. He gets thrown into the barricade. Camera cuts away, come back, and he is bleeding a gusher. And the thing is, we're so far removed from that being a regular thing in wrestling that it now looks like, oh, look, he completely sliced his forehead open. And... I just don't think this match called for it. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I I'm kind of a little bit used to that with Cody. <laughs> that's why I said like, "What?" So it's a it's a Cody thing.
1: I I had I was much more passionate on Wednesday night. I asked the question of if he gets a boner every time he sees a razor
0: blade. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's the next gimmick.
1: <laughs> the the because Dustin does it too. He fucking bleeds... It's like, guys, what are you doing? (laughs) Stop doing
0: this to yourselves. And then let's move over to SmackDown. Uh, We talked again a little bit about this kind of stuff. You know, Elias is out for a little bit with that whole kind of thing. Uh, Otis took King Corbin's crown and then beat him by DQ.
1: Awful. I don't like that Codis has the briefcase. I say Codis... (laughs) Otis, <laughs> I don't like that Otis has the the briefcase. and I just I completely forgot about it. But the inner the inner circle, Jesus, the universal title is a afterthought to me right now. Anyway, because they're look at what they're doing with that, and I I just I don't know. I don't like anything about this segment. They seem like they're trying to really make Otis this baby face star and he's got like a whole hulking up vibe to him right now where he gets impervious to pain and i'm not i've just not feeling otis like it wasn't supposed to go this far i love that he has mandy i will say that i like that that was actually a happy ending
0: well at some point it's gonna turn bad
1: why does it have to
0: it's going to you know uh... why
1: Why can't they just mutually agree to
0: just be friends? That that will be kind of underwhelming, though, wouldn't it? If they're just like a backstage segment and they just kind of like shake hands, nod, and walk away. And it's just like, all right, end of that story. (laughs) That sort of thing. Even though that'd be a lot more like real life in some ways. Yeah. Anyway, it's still in the background with that, are you ready for (laughs) it? Yeah, The running theme of tonight was the Miz and John Morrison pranking or making Braun Strowman's a life a living hell. Uh, they messed with his protein shake. They tried to pour green paint all over him, but it got on Kayla instead.
1: And Kayla and, said, those bastards. I wonder who gave her that line.
0: Oh, very clearly Adam Pierce, right? <laughs> uh, they smashed to his windshield of his car, and then in typical Braun Strowman fashion, he found out that they were inside a van, so he flipped it. Which is the fifth car that he's flipped? Isn't that murder, <laughs> or at least attempted murder? Nah, there's been plenty of attempted murders since <laughs> doesn't matter at this point. But he <laughs> like, flipped. Uh, he flipped the armored truck. He flipped uh, the ambulance. The ambulance. He flipped. Um, or he didn't flip the uh, that one car. He broke the door off and everything. He's flipped that. Right. He's flipped a couple of different things.
1: He's flipped he, several of. Me.
0: This this is the fifth or the sixth or the eighth or something like that. He's flipped a lot. That's that's his gimmick. I actually started typing out, so he flipped it, before <laughs> like way before he had done it in that segment. Because I'm just like he's flipping it. I'm like yeah, it's just that's happening. Why didn't? They, it's like they don't watch the program.
1: They don't know he's gonna flip the vehicle.
0: Right. That was a thing. You know, this is a pointless feud in the middle of nothing. So
1: a middle of apparently Bray Wyatt needed time off because he had a kid. That that explains that.
0: Yeah. Second kid with uh, JoJo. Good for them. Shorty G uh, was interviewed by Caleb Braxton. Mojo Raleigh came up and said, hey, by the way, I'm a heel again. You're short. Did you, and did you change the uh, I, heel and face yep, turn? changed it before anybody oh, got right. around to it.
1: <laughs> so for Mojo Rawley, it, Gronk leaves and it's like, all right, Mojo, you're a heel again.
0: You're back to being...
1: Nobody.
0: Yeah, you know, you you got the cracked thing going on again. Uh, It's a shame for Mojo. Did he he have the crack again? He had it on the gear. So, Uh, wow. Yeah, maybe he just didn't get new ring gear or something. Poor guy. He's back to square one. That's a shame. But later on, Shorty G, Big E, and Kofi Kingston beat Mojo, Raleigh, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: Poor them. They're just lackeys for whoever will have them.
0: Yeah, it kind of seems the case. And not even fighting for the tag titles right now, which is kind of strange.
1: But maybe they will, because a certain team has been forgotten. (laughs) That's true.
0: We had a thing with um, Lacey Evans and Sonya Deville, where we talked about the whole idea of the referee and Mandy Rose. Popped up on the Titan Tron, said that Sonya Deville is not a fighter. She's a failure. That led to Lacey Evans winning by knockout or by pinfall, but, you know, knocked her out and pinned her. Is so that feud still going on?
1: Shocked about that, actually. I thought they'd clearly moved on last week.
0: But, no, I guess Mandy and Sonya are always going to fight. Probably. They'll be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And we also had uh, not Kevin Owens, <laughs> AJ Styles, and Daniel Bryan had a face to face because everything's like, how do we reword promo segment? Blah blah blah. Styles talks about giving out handouts, which I was like, I don't know if they're really doing this, like a uh, kind of getting into the politics side of things, but whatever. And he offers a match to Drew Gulak, who beats him by pinfall in a surprise. Good to see Gulak get a little bit of a win there. Very good. It's starting to make me think that AJ Styles is winning that championship.
1: He might be, but Daniel Bryan does have that I will defend it every week gimmick.
0: So does Paulo Cruz, though. Does he? Uh-huh.
1: Oh, well, then Bryan's not winning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that's unfortunate.
0: Unless they think that they can just double up the same thing.
1: Oh, like, okay. Monday, every Monday, you get a U.S. title shot. Every Friday, you get a IC title shot.
0: In that way, it's like every week you're going to get a title opportunity. That's not something that AEW is doing twice a week. You know, like that kind of thing. And then AEW is just going to be like every week on dark. You're going to get, you're going to get a woman's
1: title shot. There right. you go. We're
0: going to create the AEW dark championship and it's going to be won by, I don't know, Pentagon. Something in the dark
1: order, obviously.
0: Yeah. Why not? 10, 10 will win it. Five. Four. Three. <laughs> Sixteen, Eight. and we had the uh, women's tag team titles changed hands. Bliss Cross Applesauce—that's apparently their tag team name—lost uh, to <laughs> okay. Bailey and Sasha Banks because I guess that feud's never starting, and this is their way to uh, you know drag this out as long as they could possibly go because two years isn't enough.
1: No. Hold on, I think this is actually this is the perfect full circle catalyst. Because they clearly have problems. They were not in sync on that match. They were like, Bailey was just breaking up the the bank statement, trying to steal all the glory. Sasha Banks literally had to tag herself in just to, you know, win the match for the team. I think, and this is where we get back to the Iconics, they fight the Iconics, or even maybe a triple threat, at Backlash. They lose to the Iconics again and that's when Bailey freaks out, because I the whole hope ca- that's the case because though the, my takeaway from this was the Smackdown woman's title means nothing, so we're going to do this with Bailey and Sasha, because this will allow them to do more than have matches with Lacey Evans or Tamina. Because now they can go on any show they want. Even though nobody ever goes to NXT.
0: Yeah, that's we can go to any show that we want. Raw, NXT, 205 Live, NXT UK, SmackDown, Raw and SmackDown.
1: So now they can go to Raw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fight the Kabuki Warriors, fight Charlotte Flair however many times, fight Tamina and Nia Jax, fight really whoever so i think it's a good move
0: i don't want to see this drag this feud out i want them to at least feud at SummerSlam because i'm sick and tired of this wanted it to happen at wrestlemania wanted it to happen a year and a half ago <laughs> whatever it was i remember being annoyed about this dragging on at wrestlemania that one year 2018 34. whatever <laughs> so this is just well past its point to to no return but I kind of am hoping, at least to a certain extent, that maybe Yu Shirai comes up, turns babyface, starts tagging back up again with Kai Racine, and we get buy, uh, Sky Pirates as champions again.
1: Well, you never know. And I think there's a lot of talent that could be utilized and they just haven't gotten around to it yet. That's it. That's what I got for the hot tags. Uh, I will accept that hot tag and say that's all I have too.
0: I thought you were going to say you are going to accept that hot tag and nobody's going to cheer because it's a pandemic. <laughs> <It's, laughs> All righty, everybody. Well, that's, uh, you know, the stuff we're going to talk about for this, obviously the next time that we're going to be hearing, uh, you're, you're going to be hearing from us, I should say, is going to be that whole NXT takeover in your house post show coming up on Sunday night. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the live coverage and everything else that's happening there. All the stuff that I'm going to put up on bleacher report and e wrestling news and blah, blah, blah. I've done most of my plugs. I'm like going to pass blah, this blah. over to you to talk about your blah, blah, blahs.
1: My blah, blah, blahs. Yes, I uh, will be on live coverage for Fightful during NXT TakeOver in your house. So if you would like to read my articles while you're in your house, you can check out Fightful.com. I also strongly advise you subscribe to Fightful Select for exclusive early breaking news, like the, like the stuff that you you know, read on the crappier sites, get them directly from Sean. Sean works really hard on getting these stories and boy, they're always good ones. So check out Fightful.com. I'm also on WrestleZone.com and Callum and I will be starting our Paul Heyman's SmackDown retrospective series later this month. So get prepared to hop back in that DeLorean with us and head to the year of 2002. Not a space odyssey. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <Jordan. laughs> and uh yeah, just uh keep doing whatever you're doing, keep showing your support for all the stuff, and then we'll keep thanking you for that. And um uh, keep staying safe, keep trying to be a good person in this world. It's harder and harder these days, but keep trying. And uh follow this on Facebook and Twitter at smarkout moment, follow me at Tony Mango, follow a mango tree, follow Fanboys Anonymous, all that other kind of stuff there. Thank you for listening to us on any of these platforms. If you're listening to us on YouTube and you're not subscribed yet, do that. But we will see you when we see you, everybody. And for now, this has been another smarkout moment, and we're being counted out.